All right, day 13, Americans trapped behind enemy lines. Although I'm, I'm watching the State Department briefing as we're coming on the air here today, but they've gotten all their State Department people straight to the airport. Joe, beyond the utter incoherence, which was frightening yesterday, about as bad as it can get, even the mob, the media, they, they cannot believe it either, even though they all knew. They've just been hiding that they knew. They protected Biden all throughout the campaign, the candidate protection program. Now, now it's the presidential protection program, but they can't even they, they can't align themselves with this unmitigated disaster. It's amazing if you watch cable news that, that all these liberal cable channels, they don't even want to talk about the issue because they know it's such a disaster. But that's separate and apart. It is it is heartbreaking you know, I'm, I'm looking at the pictures that have now been released of all of our brave servicemen, 13 of them total, that were killed in these suicide bombing attacks at the airport yesterday. Uh, New York Times, uh, we told you all throughout the program yesterday, we expected the death toll to rise. It has. They're reporting at least 170 people have been killed and as many as 200 wounded. Um, I'm reading about the lives of American servicemen and women, and it's every one of them are just yeah, the, the kid next door that went to serve their country with honor and dignity and have been pretty much left behind, left to fend for themselves. The most stunning thing to come out of this press conference beyond the incoherence, the mumbling, bumbling, stumbling message of Joe Biden was, uh, that, no, we're sticking to the deadline. Um, I'll, well, I, if the military asks for more help, I'll give it to them. They haven't asked for any more help. And so that means that all plans are in place. And it's really, it'll be Monday our time when the deadline strikes. So whoever doesn't get out by Monday, whatever hour it is, I forget how many hours ahead of us they are. What is it, about eight, I think. At that point... There will be no going back. He pretty much all but acknowledged that Americans will be left behind. And I don't think I've ever felt this sense of just utter despair and helplessness. And that this is just not the country we are supposed to be. We have the greatest military fighting force on the face of the earth. And we never let them do their job. I've been told, confirmed, numerous reports that on this program we've had people in meetings describe that we had special forces on the ground at Karzai International Airport ready, willing, able, and begging to go out in behind enemy lines to save Americans and escort them into the airport. And they, they, they were told to stand down. There maybe were three efforts total, but it was only after they were embarrassed because the French, the Dutch, the Brits, the Australia, Australia announced they got every Australian out of the country. They're out. They got their people home. And the same with the Brits. I think they're, they're done too. And the Dutch, the same thing. I believe the French also. They've gotten all their people out. America, just under this this commander-in-chief, we didn't do it. Forget about the Afghan allies. They're going to die. You know, we'll get into all of the, the information we have about it. I do have one programming note. 
So we all know that the president of Afghanistan just took off, you know, a week or two ago, whenever it was, and apparently with an enormous sum of money. Um, but Afghan's vice president did not leave. And he's now saying, based on the president leaving the, and the fact that he fled the country as the Taliban insurgents were on the march and took the capital, Kabul, well, the vice president is very clear that he stayed. And anyway, he will join us tonight on Hannity and talk about the resistance efforts that are built. Again, we, we don't get any answers to the main questions that I want answered, which is, well, why did why when the Taliban was on the march and in in March, in April, in May, in June, July, why didn't they if they wanted to stay with this extraction plan? Why didn't they expedite while we had control the withdrawal of American citizens, American military equipment? Why did we leave it there for them? But it's not the most pressing question we have at the moment. But it's just sad. Anyway, so that vice president will join us tonight. I, I, maybe they'll be able to help us for whatever Americans are going to be left behind enemy lines. Maybe there is hope that they can assist us if we assist them in helping to get Americans that Joe will be leaving behind, which I can't even believe that I'm reporting. You know, one GOP representative, Elze, a former naval aviator, wants to know who's behind the curtain at the White House. He was deployed to Afghanistan three times as a Navy pilot, three times in a Fox News interview. So he wants to know who's behind the curtain after Biden said at this press conference yesterday that he'd been instructed to call on certain reporters. I have been instructed to first uh, um, um, I've been instructed to call on. Um, I, I mean, it's a disaster. The world sees it. Our enemies see it. Hostile regimes see it. Jen Psaki scolding senators, calling for Biden resignation. That list is growing by the second. Uh, Congressman Issa is, succeeds in rescuing the California families that were in Afghanistan. There have been some real heroes here that we don't know about, even elected officials that haven't slept the entire week because they and their staffs have been up late navigating specific routes I mean, for every single person they possibly can get out of there. Uh, ISA announcing today that the rescue of two additional San Diego families who were stranded in Afghanistan, he was able to get them out. All credit to him. Catherine Herridge reporting that the Department of Defense um, is now saying they authorized three more installations for Afghans in the U.S., bringing the total to seven. But they're actually putting people on the plane and they haven't vetted them. And yet they're bringing them to the United States. I'll get into more detail about that. You know, one question came out, Jennifer Griffin, how can you say with such certainty? How can General McKenzie say with certainty that the Taliban were not involved in the suicide bombing? Uh, the Taliban and these terror groups are tied at the hip. So stop. Let, let, let's stop the game that they're playing and the lies that they're telling. The great truth is, is that our intel did not fail us here. Uh, you know, I've talked about the the deep state. They, they're not at fault here. This information was passed on re regularly with urgency to the White House and the State Department, and they did nothing. And I'm not sure what agenda, you know, Millie is working on as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. I have no idea. But this also happened on his watch as well. Biden admitting that he gave the Taliban 
the list of Afghanis that we want out of there. Now, when you couple that with the fact that we left all the data behind that has all the names of every Afghan ally and they're now going door to door. This is the Taliban doing it. This is not ISIS-K. The Taliban's going door to door and they're killing every single Afghani that they know that helped the United States. Well, it didn't help that Biden admits that they gave what is ostensibly a, a death warrant, a kill list to the Taliban of all the people we wanted out. So the Taliban is killing them. They're not helping them. They've closed off any avenue for any Afghani to get to the airport, period, end of sentence. Now they know who they are, where they live, or if the, they got themselves got out early, then their families will be on that, that kill list. I mean, it, it's, it's so basic and fundamental. It's just an unmitigated disaster and an embarrassment at a level that I can't even describe. We're going to play our interview with President Trump also today. Herschel Walker is running for Senate. He'll join us today. Got a lot of lot of stuff we have to get to. There's an effort by a woman in Oklahoma to save the lives of 200 female judges in Afghanistan who actually, you know, sentenced Taliban members. They're they're walking dead. They've got a death sentence on their head. And the efforts by this woman in Oklahoma to help save them, she'll tell us about them. Biden then yesterday blaming major military personnel for the decision to withdraw from Bagram Air Force Base. You know, the comments contradicted the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, which is General Mark Milley. And this is what we've gotten the whole week, all week long. You know, congressmen and women are being briefed. They're told, being told 4,000 Americans, 4,100 Americans, 4,500 Americans are still trapped behind enemy lines. Then Anthony Blinken goes out and tells the American people 1,500, but we think it's way less than 1,500, probably under 1,000. So we still, to this day, we we can't get an accurate accounting of how many Americans are trapped behind enemy lines or what the plan is, because now the State Department has moved all their personnel to the airport. And the military, they're not, Joe Biden said he's not sending any more military. He's sticking to this artificial deadline, all but acknowledging that Americans will be left behind. And even saying so in the press conference, I won't play it again because we aired it live yesterday. But now... Biden is saying, as for tactical questions on how to conduct an evacuation or war, I gather up all the major military personnel that are in Afghanistan, the best commanders, as well as the Pentagon, and I ask for their best military judgment. What would be the most efficient way to accomplish the mission? Well, we're now discovering that, in fact, the military didn't screw this up as bad as he's portraying it, because apparently the military repeatedly was telling him not to do it now. President Trump was very clear. We'll play the interview later in this program today, the second hour. He was very clear to me that his plan was quite different. They would never give up. We would keep in perpetuity Pogrom Air Force Base. We built it. We own it. Strategically, we were going to hang on to it. Also, based on conditions on the ground. But the most important part was the reason an American hadn't died in 18 months uh, and the final year of the Trump presidency is because Donald Trump told them repeatedly, I'll obliterate you, like Baghdadi, like Soleimani, like the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen, like I did the caliphate, I will obliterate you. Do you understand? Confirmed by Mike Pompeo, confirmed by Mark Meadows. Release that call. I want that call released, Joe. We're going to leave Americans behind. 
Doesn't that doesn't that hit your solar plexus hard? Because it does mine. The thought, the idea, the concept is it goes against every single belief system I have. You don't leave Americans behind ever under any circumstances. You stay and you fight. Even Obama Defense Secretary Leon Panetta is urging Biden to launch military strikes now. That was one of the questions, you know, that Jen Psaki got. Whatever happened to the quick military response if any soldier is harmed? I think the president addressed that earlier. I'll give you more de- details of this. He promised a swift and, and forceful response of any U.S. troop were attacked. Where is it, Joe? Now you're just going to, what, try and get out the final few people? By the end of the weekend, my prediction is we're gone. They will be gone by Sunday. And any American that is in Afghanistan is now trapped behind enemy lines, ostensibly a hostage to the whims of the Taliban and ISIS-K that the Taliban released. We'll continue. Broadcasting coast to coast, border to border, and all over America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. If you missed any of Sean's show today, catch up tonight on demand at 710WOR.com slash podcast. OR. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's all there is. So here we go. Jen Psaki saying that the president is advised that another terror attack in Kabul is likely pretty scary god help everybody there pray for everyone that's up behind so another terror attack in kabul is apparently likely according to the press secretary on the president and vice president's meeting with their national security team in afghanistan one thing i will say the intelligence has been dead on just prior to these attacks yesterday people that were getting either the facebook posts or the texts or the emails or the twitter of following that they do were told that an attack was imminent, and sure enough, it happened at the airport. Um, Kirby took a question in a briefing right at the end and confirmed some reports are, are true that Afghans are waiting 10 hours on a plane for vetting at Dulles. Uh, the Pentagon apparently is clueless on the number of Afghan refugees that they've already brought into the country. Over 100 apparently have been identified, according to Pentagon officials, telling Defense won this week that up to 100 of the thousands of uh, Afghans evacuated as prospective recipients of special immigrant visas seeking permanent resettlement in the U.S. have been flagged as potential matches to intelligence agency watch lists. And apparently I've told been told by my sources that they're actually doing the vetting after the people are up in the air on their way to the United States of America. A little late at that point to start doing the vetting. Anyway, U.S. forces now are bracing for these additional terror attacks. Washington Post reporting on that part of this, that uh, they're bracing for more uh, uh, ISIS-K attacks and other terror attacks, car bombs, rocket fire. One of the great fears are are these shoulder-powered missiles. If you remember, they were big when the Mujahideen the Stinger missiles that can take these planes out of the air, 
very, very effective. And apparently uh, the Taliban and other terrorist groups have access to it. But remember, it was the Taliban that released all of the ISIS prisoners that were in the jails all throughout Afghanistan. They're all out on the street now, back to doing what they do, what they love to do, kill innocent people. We'll continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Now that Biden pretty much says, no, I'm not bringing in any more military. Now that the State Department has evacuated all of their people to the Karzai International Airport for for now their trips home. Now that it appears that this is over by Sunday and Joe's not extending the deadline. What about? Americans that will inevitably now be left behind. One thing I can tell them, a little glimmer of hope, which is why I'm doing this interview tonight with the vice president of Afghanistan. And I also will be doing it in conjunction with Senator Lindsey Graham and Congressman Mike Waltz. Congressman Waltz on this program this week saying that what the White House is telling you is completely and totally at odds with what they are being told behind the scenes and that they're just outright lying and misrepresenting the truth. But um, they say that they spoke to Ahmad Mossad, the son of the famed Mujahideen commander who led the fight to drive the Soviets out of the out of Afghanistan in the 80s. These leaders chose to stay and fight for freedoms of the Afghan people and oppose extremism. They have a st- they are establishing in the a safe haven for Americans inside of Afghanistan in what's known as the Panjshir Valley for Americans that are left behind, others left behind, those seeking freedom from Afghan Taliban rule. Um, so we'll bring on the vice president. There is the opposition. They are armed. Not just now. They don't have the $83 billion we could have given to them, um, but they're We've got to look for some other possible, you know, line of of hope for fellow Americans other than being trapped behind enemy lines hostage to the Taliban. And this appears to be one of the only options that I can see emerging. Um, I want to address this issue of uh, and we'll play the my interview with Donald Trump. And then we have Herschel Walker and this woman that's trying to get female judges well, we have a death sentence. They're like the people on the list that Joe Biden gave the Taliban. Would you please release these people that helped us? Um, anyway, the AP has released this um, document where it says U.S. officials made clear at the time. This is about the Trump Pompeo agreement uh, made clear at the time that the agreement was conditions based, which we've been telling you. And the failure of intra-Afghan peace talks to reach a negotiated settlement would have nullified the requirement to withdraw. Quote, one day before the deal, a top aide to chief negotiator, Zalmay Khalazad, said that the agreement was not irreversible, that there is no obligation for the U.S. to withdraw troops if Afghan parties are unable to reach an agreement, or if the Taliban show bad faith during negotiations. Those negotiations were intended to begin with a month of the deal being signed, but were delayed amid disputes between the Taliban and Afghan government over prison release issues. Amid fits and starts, the negotiations had not produced any outcome by the time Biden announced his withdrawal decision in April, nor have they done so since. 
So that's a lie. It's been a lie. It remains a lie. So, you know, all this claim that they were so duty bound by the Trump Taliban deal has been and continues to remain nothing but a big lie being told by the Biden administration. Now they're just telling Americans, yeah, by the way, another attack on the airport is inevitable. POTUS has advised another terror attack in Kabul is likely. U.S. forces in Kabul bracing for additional terror attacks. And that's what then we're vetting people, Afghans, on planes on their way to the United States. And apparently uh, Pentagon officials are quoted as saying up to 100 people have already been identified or flagged as potential matches to intelligence agency watch lists. That means we until there is a full, complete vetting of every single person, you cannot release them into the United States, period, end of sentence. Because why? Because then they'll bring their radicalism with them. Simple, easy question to have answered. Um, let me go to Leon Panetta, former defense secretary under Obama, himself a former CIA director. I, I never disliked Leon Panetta. I had political disagreements with him. I mean, on a, on a scale, he was probably the most moderate in the in the Obama administration, not saying much. One thing I will say is he's not stupid. He's smart. He's seen the worst of everything based on those positions. If you're the former Secretary of State, Defense Secretary, CIA Director, you've seen it all. And what they see on a daily basis would shock the conscience and soul, I'm sure, of most Americans. But anyway... He's now urging Biden to mount a swift and forceful military response after the massacre of these 13 Marines and 170 others. And, of course, uh, over 200 people injured in these attacks yesterday. He's not buying Biden's claim that the Taliban can be trusted and to protect U.S. troops, saying instead they were directly implicated. And, And this is what Biden refused, admitted he just outright refused yesterday which makes no sense at all. Biden is just, he doesn't care who's left behind at this point. I'm just getting out. I'm getting out. I'm done. I'm leaving. Okay, well, you're leaving Americans behind. Anyway, Leon Panetta says troops will need to go back in to combat now in Afghanistan. We're going to have to go back to get ISIS, he's saying. We're probably going to have to go back in when al-Qaeda resurrects itself, and they will with this Taliban. They gave safe haven to al-Qaeda before. They'll do it again, he predicted. He's right. He's not wrong. Panetta said Biden's sudden withdrawal of troops left a very dangerous, difficult situation and thousands of our troops located in a very limited area in an unfriendly country, insisting the Taliban, despite claims of peace and a new leadership era, uh, they are terrorists and supporters of terrorists operating checkpoints for the terrorists. And he said the U.S. appeared to have pretty good intelligence on the leadership of ISIS the terrorist group whose Afghanistan-based affiliate, ISIS-K, took responsibility for the attacks. They were all released by the Taliban. And he's now predicting that U.S. will have to resume combat operations as a result of this disaster. Pelosi was totally, completely numb yesterday, missing in action, tweeting about women's issues. Kamala Harris, well, she just canceled the campaign event for Gavin Newsom, who's in trouble out in California, which you can't make up either. One thing that we also are following, too, there's now calls for Biden to either be impeached, 
resign, remove from office, the 25th Amendment, you name it, it's all out there. And if yesterday doesn't prove to you that little old Sean Hannity, the talk show host, was unfortunately right in my assessment about how weak, frail, and, and what a cognitive mess he is, I don't know what will. Lara Logan, who's been on our program a lot this week, tweeted out, uh, only the most evil people on earth would do this. It is unforgivable to deliver your allies to your enemies. There's a special place in hell for these people, and make no mistake, they knew what they were doing. Don't think that, you know, the, all indications I'm getting. Now, remember, we got the Trump-Russia conspiracy hoax exactly right about the intel community, about top brass, the 1% FBI, not the 99% in the intel community, not the 99% in the FBI. I was very clear because there's so many good people that risk their lives to make our lives safe and that we can live our lives in peace. And I'm not going to disparage good people because of the actions of a few. But everybody in the intel community, it is it is universally known now that the intelligence here did not break down. That even the military advising Biden, that didn't really break down either, except maybe with a few exceptions, General Milley just basically saying yes to anything Biden wanted. That's the only criticism I've heard. But they were giving the press, they were telling the military was saying it and the intel community saying, don't do this. This paperwork will come out one day, probably not for many years, but it's it, the, the, the paper trail is massive, I am told. Biden didn't deny the report the U.S. is handing over the names to the, of Americans to the Taliban, and we're handing over the names of Afghanis to the Taliban. That is basically signing their death warrant. Pentagon saying thousands of ISIS-K prisoners, they were all released by the Taliban. You know, the people telling you they're carefully vetting refugees, they're, they're vetting them on the planes going to the United States a little late. You have a lot of Republicans either calling for resignation, the 25th Amendment. I, 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 I He's just not up to the job. That's all there is to it. I wish I could say otherwise. I really do. I mean, this moment yesterday in this exchange with Peter Ducey where, where Biden is like his head is hunched over the podium and he's clinging to his notes that they leave before him. It's like it, it, it just it just captures the moment where America doesn't have a leader. Then listening to Trump last night, you know how many people wrote me all day? My phone has not stopped blowing up. James Grisham's phone is not stopped blowing up i don't have email most people don't have my phone either because i have to keep changing it unfortunately biden says no one's being killed in afghanistan can't recall advisors telling him to delay withdrawal okay because the reports that are out today say the top generals told biden to leave the troops in afghanistan biden's answer i don't remember He's vague on the end game, promising we will hunt down Kabul terrorists. Will you send in more troops? Uh, well, if the military tells me, but they've not asked for any. Are you sticking to the deadline? Yes. Does that mean you're acknowledging Americans will be left behind? Well, that's that's what happens sometimes. That was pretty much his answer yesterday. 
Now we're going to have a new war on terror, and the base of that war is going to begin in Afghanistan or the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, if I'm going to be completely accurate. Uh, I was, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they, they gave me um, um, a, a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on, um, oh, Kelly O'Donnell from NBC. That's how he kicked off that disastrous press conference. Incoherent, mumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. They gave me a list. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. Kelly O'Donnell, I'm instructed to call. Linda, who's the, who's the head of this program? I know you think you are, but who's, who calls the final shot? Well, you're the talent. At the end of the day. What? You're the talent. <laughs> for the okay. purposes of this conversation at the end of the day who makes the final call and, and you do such a great job I, I i rarely bother anybody that works for me is that true that's very true very true i like to leave people alone let them do their job and i count on them to do their job agreed so, but, but every, everybody the has day, their responsibilities. Are you going to tell yes, me whether I'm going to go to show. a call or not going to go to a call or if I'm going to do a monologue or if I'm going to play a, you know, a sound on tape or whatever? Uh, I mean, you, I, I say mean, lots of things. I don't know that you listening is a thing that happens all the time. No, exactly. I do. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say, uh, hang on, Linda instructed me <laughs> to take a call. Let me take this from time first. to time. You will you will say things like, uh, you well, know, if you're noticing uh, something that I didn't pick up on. You, you absolutely will tell me. Yeah. I will tell you the idea that U.S. officials gave the Taliban the list of names of American citizens, green card holders and Afghan allies. Wow. We're giving the list, the kill list. To the Taliban. They will be hunted down, and they will likely be murdered after Joe leaves them behind. Now, you know, the fatwas will be going out left and right. Yeah. I mean, the dumbest thing I've ever heard from a so-called commander-in-chief. You know, it's, um, it's sad to see all of this unfold. It is a nightmare. And it's, by the way... I'm not going to tell you not to watch it this weekend. It's it's not going to be pretty. I hope to God I'm wrong. But I don't see how... Politico called it the darkest day of Joe Biden's presidency. That's what they called it. Hardly right-wing conspiracy theorists. Instructed to take calls. I, he has every right to feel bad about losing his son from cancer. I, 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 I can't imagine the pain, and I really do feel sorry. But that's not how his son died. These guys died in a terror attack that could have been prevented had they had the insight to see the Taliban on the march and moved up or delayed, one or the other. You had two choices here. But the Trump plan was to obliterate the Taliban if they were on the march. The Trump plan was conditions on the ground based. It was based on keeping Bagram Air Force Base would have been enormously helpful here so sad i'm i i am not confident about what this weekend will be like i pray to god i'm wrong hope everything goes smoothly hope every american gets out hope every ally gets out 
How many of you think that's likely to happen? Because I don't think that's likely to happen. I hope I'm wrong. Quick break. We'll continue. <laughs> 